Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sarianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. Taekwondo Life Magazine is brought to you by the Believe Sports Network. Believe is the number one sports and podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Today, I am so excited to talk to you about the return to the ring and my experience this past weekend at the Grand Prix East, the USAT, USA Taekwondo Grand Prix East. The USA Grand Prix East was one of three events that occurred. It was the brainchild of US. A Taekwondo, in light of the fact that we have the great inability to have nationally qualified sparring candidates in particular because of the fact that we've been in a pandemic for the past 15, 16 months of lockdown, no tournaments, to put together three large-scale events, one central, one uh, west, and one east, uh, to have those be very large events, to have athletes come from all over the country, to be able to qualify for the nationals, which will take place in August. And I was there, I attended as an officiating member, as a referee, and I have some great and interesting feedback, hopefully interesting feedback, maybe not interesting, I don't know. I, I, to me, it was interesting. Before we get into that, I wanted to talk to you about Bet Online, And you know, the Olympics is coming up and I'm sure Bet Online will have a, a whole number of things that you can bet on as it relates to the Olympics, as they do for everything else. Uh, and for the month of June, we had a ton of stuff going on with basketball and hockey and baseball. We're now about to get into the all-star break for baseball. And after that, the season is really going to heat up. Bet online is all the latest odds, news, and information for all your sports betting needs, all your online sports betting needs. Folks I know that have uh, participated in this, that have just signed up for this, they just absolutely love it. They love the fact that you can do a tremendous amount of things very easy to navigate. They don't only have a betting for sports. You could have bet on the recent New York City mayoral race, the Oscars, the Golden Globes, whatever the case may be. I want you to visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive that 50% welcome bonus that we've been talking about with your first deposit. So before your next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet online are your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. So, as I said, as many of you who have been listening to the show know, uh, I am a certified USAT referee. I have been going through the education programs over the years. I participated in numbers of online, mostly Pumse, obviously, events during the pandemic, particularly for the NCTA and the E. ECTC. And now these events were the first return to large-scale action in the world of USA Taekwondo. I did not attend the first two events. I heard particularly the first event, while it was a great event, it was, of course, the most chaotic because it was the first event of that size after such a large layoff talking about probably about 750 competitors per Grand Prix, so large-scale events taking place over the course of three days. 
My event took place in Greenville, South Carolina at the Boncor Wellness Center, beautiful facility. For me, perhaps the biggest concern was the travel because I decided to fly and I haven't flown in almost two years. And what would that be like? And what would the proof of vaccination be needed? And, and what was the mask situation? And how crowded would it be? I have to say, all in all, it was uh, extremely smooth um, and extremely trouble-free. Not always going to be like that, but it was in this situation. The event itself is really something to be marveled. I say this, I come to you, those who know me, those who have heard this program know that I bring you the honest feedback. I'm not here to promote any organization. I'm not here to promote any athlete. I'm not here to promote anything other than our ourselves. And when I promote a sponsor, I let you know that it's a sponsor. USAT, USA Taekwondo, and the Taekwondo community did an outstanding job in putting this event together. And it was an outstanding reflection of the state of our Taekwondo. Now, there's always controversy. There's controversy. There's things going on where people are talking about old school Taekwondo, new school Taekwondo, what's wrong with Taekwondo, what could be improved by Taekwondo. That's normal. That's normal. To some degree, within healthy parameters, uh, that leads to improvement. That leads to better Taekwondo. It's okay. It's okay to criticize. It's okay to, to look to improve things. It's okay to be constructive. I'm, I'm all for that. But on the same token, we shouldn't criticize for the sake of criticizing. Sometimes that becomes the, the underlying agenda and that becomes the basis upon which people communicate. It's important and it's fair to talk about things in the way that they are and in, in, in the actual state of things. So when things are good, we should say that they're good. And there were a lot of good things in this event. From my end, I came from the standpoint of a Taekwondo practitioner, of a teacher, an instructor, and of that of a referee. I will tell you on the referee side, it was unbelievable. You had IRs, some of the, the most qualified and best IRs from around the country and around the world that came together under the leadership of the new USAT referee chairperson, Grandmaster John Sieber, under the tutelage of the referee committee led by Grandmaster Sukyung Kim, who was a former referee chairperson. And you had a series of, of IRs and you had much of this coordinated from an administrative side by Alyssa Allen, who is a great resource for um, to the Taekwondo community. The referees came ready to work. They put their heart and their soul into it. They came from all over and they came prepared to give every hour from the moment that they got there. I got there on Thursday and jumped right into the weigh-in process for the tournament that started Friday up until late Sunday night because the tournament ended late Sunday night. The referees met two to three times a day to go over exactly what was going on, exactly what needed improvement, exactly what could have been worked, looking at specific examples of things that occurred and how they could have been handled, questions that came up, things that people forgot, both in the area of Pumse and in the area of sparring. Again, we talk about ring rust. For Pumse, it's not as much of an issue for the referees, but for sparring, many of them did not participate in any sparring events over the course of 15 months. That doesn't mean that they don't that they forget what they know. That doesn't mean that they forget what they learned. That doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing. But like anything else, this is a perishable skill 
Uh, if you're not doing it, you get a little bit of, of anxiety perhaps and a little bit of rust, but that quickly faded away. And I'm sure much of it faded away in the Grand Prix West and the Grand Prix Central that I did not participate in. So I, to some degree, got the benefit of seeing the best of the best. For, particularly for Master Seaver and, and Grandmaster Kim and their team, I could not be more impressed with their commitment, with their enthusiasm, and with their desire to, to deliver to the Taekwondo community the fairest and the most high-level officiating and to the spectators the best product available. It is really, really, really warmed my heart. I came out of there on a new high to see that they want to know that the officiating is not people who are resting on their laurels, but are constantly working to improve their game in every way, shape, or form, that you are up on the rules, that you know the latest trends, that you understand the WT's interpretation of things, and that you are executing in the fairest, most dignified, and most respectful way. And I believe they did a phenomenal job. I was really proud to be part of that core. As it relates to the event, the tournament committee, USAT, and the way that it was handled, it was unbelievably smooth and efficient and well-run. And again, focusing on fairness and focusing on a great product. The ring management, the management of getting the athletes to the rings, making sure that all the paperwork was where it needed to be, making sure that from the spectator standpoint and from the athlete standpoint that there were no significant delays, making sure that paperwork was processed fairly as it relates to ring assignments, as it relates to brackets, and then as it relates to the awards process was done in the most conscientious way possible. As it relates to the athletes, to the competitors, to the coaches, my hats are off to you. You know, in 2016, we had an adjustment period in Taekwondo at the time of the Rio Olympic because of the move towards electronic sparring. And there was a question about whether or not the level of Taekwondo and Taekwondo sparring was up to the task. I will tell you in watching the matches that I watched after being in Taekwondo for 30 something years, I was on the floor at the 1993 11th World Taekwondo Championships at Madison Square Garden under the watchful gaze of Grandmaster Hua Chong, Grandmaster Hyun Hee Park, and Grandmaster Hyun Wan Park, and saw a terrific event there. The level of sparring, the level of coaching, the level of aggression and enthusiasm, the attempt to win matches through, not through trickery and through tricking the PSS, but through actual combat and actual Taekwondo skill and acumen was there. The, the matches were exciting to watch. They were exciting to officiate. If you had an opportunity to watch any of it and you listened to the, the, the crowd in the stands, uh, they were engaged. They were uh, enthusiastic. They were loud. They were, they were cheering. They were jeering. They were, uh, you know, one of the criticisms when we got to um, electronic PSS was that it, uh, people's attempt to cheat the system to some degree led to matches to be boring and led to fans to be either uninterested or confused by what was going on and who was winning and how the points were scored. I am telling you that was not the case here. People were engaged. And part of what we were doing as officiating was making sure fairly that the matches were moving at a, at a breakneck speed, that there were not attempts to 
delay, that there were not attempts to frustrate the, the efforts of other athletes to compete and that the athletes were fully engaged throughout the process. The coaches came educated. The coaches came prepared to coach and prepared to win using strategy. They understood the rules. They kept the referees. They kept the tournament committee. They kept the ring captains and ring commanders and TAs on their toes by, by using this system, by uh, requesting uh, IVR and video replays when appropriate, by challenging calls legally and fairly where they could. It was a sign to me of great education, of great sophistication, and of great action. On the Pumse side, we are entering into the golden age of Pumse. Sports Pumse has been around for a couple of years. It has continued to flourish. It has continued to get to a higher level. Throughout the entire pandemic, through online events, through the number of online, particularly NCTA and ETC and USAT events, summer of Pumse and the Grand Prix of Pumse or Pumse events, students had the opportunity, even during the pandemic, to hone their Pumse skills, to learn the rules, to practice their craft, to do it safely and with social distance. But now is the time for all of that quote-unquote practice to come together and in live competition in front of an audience, sitting on before a five-judge pan panel, these athletes really, really rose to the top. I had the chance to sit and to judge the cadet Pum males, teenagers, and we started with a flight of 30 that did two preliminary Pumses, went on to a group of 15 to do two Pumses, and then on to the final eight to do their two Pumses. And the stamina, the strength, the precision of execution, the expression of key was all at a level that really would send chills down the spine of anyone who was a lover of Pumse. We are in a great age of Taekwondo. And from the standpoint of the face of the organization, from the standpoint of the expression of the organization, you have Sherman and you have Jason, who are the commentators for many of the events. And they are just delightful to listen to. They understand the sport. They're passionate about the sport. They're, they're martial arts practitioners. They have great um, articulation, great ability to communicate, and great personalities. Uh, USA Taekwondo was blessed to have Sherman to be nominated and to now be one of the official NBC Olympic commentators. And that will, in and of itself, bring a great enjoyment to spectators. Um, those guys have a great ability, Sherman and Jason, when they do live stream feeds, as they did from this event, to be able to comment intelligently on what's going on, to not fill the air with meaningless chatter. And for those that are uninitiated, that are maybe watching because they, they care about uh, the athlete or they care about the country, but don't fully understand the rules of Taekwondo to explain it and express it in a way that's digestible and understandable. I walked out of this three-day event with a feeling of great enthusiasm and respect for the participants and for the state of Taekwondo. Don't let anyone 
fool you into believing that the state of modern Taekwondo is anything other than what it is, and that is healthy and vibrant and strong. And I know that for me, as we make our way to the nationals in August, I think that this will build now that all of these sort of uh, ring rust and cobwebs and anxiety are out of people's um, system. We're now fully engaged. People are practicing in their home dojangs. They're practicing at the National Center of Excellence. And we are going to see a peak time for Taekwondo. The Olympics will be here. The Nationals will be here. AAU has their program going on and they have their Nationals coming up next week. And we are going to continue to see high engagement in the area of Taekwondo. To people at USA Taekwondo, I had the opportunity to meet with former U.S. national team member, very well-respected, uh, Master Jay Warwick, had a great talk with him. He is somebody who has deep love for the sport and the passion and the athletes, and they are doing what they can to help promote the best athletes and to give the athletes the best, the fairest, and the most interesting and exciting experience. I had the chance to talk with high-performance coach, former Olympian, former uh, athlete coached by my grandmaster, Grandmaster Xiaomon Park, Maya Spence, and she was there. They were all there engaged in promoting the event, in promoting the athletes, and in watching what they could do. I will tell you behind the scenes, every day in our meetings, what can be done to improve? Hey, what is the feedback? Hey, what could be done better? Hey, what are we doing wrong and what could we do better? When I sat there for the first day for Grand Prix East, we reviewed the notes of the Grand Prix West and the Grand Prix Central to see what things could be improved for this event. That is impressive. That is a commitment. Our martial arts journey from white belt to black belt and beyond is about our commitment to improving ourselves and improving our performance. And if we are not doing that from the standpoint of the organizations and the leadership of Taekwondo, then we are not living and leading by example. I am happy to tell you my objective and unbiased opinion is that this is a great time for Taekwondo. I hope that you will continue to become engaged and involved. I hope you'll support your local state and regional organizations. I hope you'll support the USAT and the AAU, and you will continue to practice and become educated and become involved because it is a great thing. I personally look forward to the fall when the college circuit will open up and I will have the opportunity to be a referee for the NCTA and be at these colleges seeing the collegiate experience. Check out the nationals coming in August. You can check out the AAU nationals taking place July 4th weekend coming up. My name is Mark Sirianis. I look forward to seeing you on the mat in your dojang. I look forward to seeing you on the mat at a live tournament. And this episode has been presented by our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online are your online sports book experts.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.